0: This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com.
1: This is the Jeff Orbit Show.
0: Okay, since I didn't do it last hour and hit on some of the top news items, including how all of a sudden now the Democrats want a border wall. (laughs) You can make this stuff up. And last hour I had on the uh, Flagstaff Community First group, they're opposed to Prop 480 in the hospital. So I I wanted to get that interview out there because that election is happening. I think next week those ballots are coming out. So I didn't have time to talk about this. You know, I, I go to bed last night. And after, I'm seven years into this show. And since day one, we've been talking about border security. Since the Trump administration we've been talking about, uh, and Trump was talking about, I'm going to build, remember, I'm going to build a big, beautiful wall. And Mexico's going to pay for it. Big, beautiful wall. Going to build the wall. Build the wall, right? And Trump started to build that wall. And the Democrats, nonstop, incessant, you know, you can't build the wall. You can't build oh, the wall. We're not going to build the wall. We're not going to build the wall. In fact, right now, I think you can go online and they're auctioning off the border, Trump's border wall, his, his fence they're auctioning off all those materials, right? And was Biden using it So if you if you haven't heard by now, Biden, I guess you know had a momentary lapse from his ice cream brain freeze and all of a sudden we're building a wall again in Texas at least and part of it. I mean this is all probably just a big scam. I wouldn't expect much out of these people. Uh, and you've got my orcas, saying that Department of Homeland Security posted an announcement on the U.S. Federal Registry, this is from the Associated Press, with few details outlining the construction in Starr County, Texas, which is part of a busy border patrol sector, seeing high illegal entry. Uh, according to government data, about 245,000 illegal entries have been recorded in just this region alone during the current fiscal year. <laughs> Didn't the current fiscal year just start? Uh, maybe, maybe they're talking about uh, last year. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Maybe it starts in like November. So I, I don't know what their fiscal year is with the feds. I don't. I don't think they actually have one. They just keep spending money. I don't mean, know. There's no year. There's no spending. There's no fiscal year. But anyway, two hundred forty-five thousand illegal entries coming in just that one part. That's that's what they know of. I mean, come on. They they have no clue. Anyway, here's what here's what was put out there in the Department of Homeland Security on this announcement. Quote. There is presently, presently, (laughs) I can't even get three words into this thing. There's presently. There has been, you ding-dongs. Let's just reword it for them. Now, I'll read it how they put it out there. There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas. Uh, That's my Orcus. He's a DHS secretary secretary he's in charge what, what are these people talking about there's presently an acute and immediate need to construct there's we've needed to do this for decades we've been slamming and pounding it down their throats, saying you got to fix the border you got to address the border and all of a sudden now it's a big deal right yeah and just in this one part well why don't you stop auctioning off the trump border wall the material and let's get let's get serious about this so, yeah, now all of a sudden uh, this, this is happening. And one more thing on this is that Biden, he is waiving, I don't know how many it was, dozens of uh, federal laws he, through an executive order uh, to, to allow this border construction to happen real quick. You know, so they don't have to go through all the, uh, the, what the, the, the studies, environmental studies and all that stuff. And every other government, every government regulation you have to do. This is what's interesting about government. This is what makes me sick is try to run a small business in this country, or just not, you don't even have to run a small business. Try to do something with your own private property and deal with the various different agencies and this and that. And, you know, you got a problem doing something, right? Because you, let's say you have an emergency. You need to build this or that. Maybe you need to do it another room because the economy's so bad and you gotta have multi-generational families coming and moving into your into your home. So you're like, I gotta build this quick and you don't wanna go through a whole process. So what do you do? You 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 give an executive order and you say, I don't need to get any building permits for this, right? I'm just gonna do it. I, I just I'm 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 all powerful. I can do whatever I want. No, obviously you can't do that. But the government, whenever there's an emergency, that's usually an emergency they create a problem uh, that they got to solve that they created. They just wave their magic wand and and, wand and uh, hey, it is an executive order, uh, so we can build this border wall. Because all of a sudden, I woke up uh, this morning and decided that we have a border problem. We have an illegal immigration problem. You got to be kidding me. These are some of the dumbest people. These weasely politicians and Biden in office for what fifty years? All these people that never have never had a real job. Send them, send them down there. Line line them up, and you know every mile with binoculars and ARs, and have them patrol the border. Maybe they can do something useful with their life instead of you know just sucking off the taxpayer and you know being a professional politician every day of their dang life. Anyway, okay, he's waving a magic wand. You couldn't do that, but they're doing it because now we got a border problem, and people are coming over in droves. As we've known, they've been doing forever. So, so there you go. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what actually happens uh, with that down on the border. I wouldn't expect much, but it's obviously election time, right? Obviously, election time, where you know all of a sudden this is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Well, because you got a couple governors who have been shipping illegal immigrants to the blue cities in the blue states. You know these places like New York, for example, and all these. Um, Sanctuary cities that have been created over the years that they, they've created these problems and it was never a big deal to them because they never had to deal with it, deal with it. Like, uh, like Arizona, small town mayors like Texas, small town mayors. Uh, but now it's on their doorstep. It's in their neighborhoods. And you can't even get, I see hotels are like canceled for certain uh, events and things. I think it was the baseball game in DC or whatever, the softball game, you know, they can't even get hotel rooms because so many of these cities, I don't know if it's DC or not, but so many of these cities are having to use hotels with taxpayer dollars to house all the illegals that are coming in. So, you know, what was it? New York, uh, that, that Mayor Adams here a couple of weeks ago, a few maybe a couple of months ago was saying, you know, this is, it was, it was like the end of the world during his press conference that we've got all these illegals here. Remember when they went to, uh was that rich area, the Martha's Vineyard or whatever the heck that is, you know, where everybody has their $10 million homes and they got dumped off there. And then it's a problem. Oh, we got, we got to put these people somewhere else. So I guess that they're getting pressure from the people that have money in these areas that call them the, the limousine liberals is what they used to call them are finally saying, Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I actually have people coming into our area that that don't live that they're not they're not U.S. citizens. How'd they get here? Oh my God, we need a border wall! All of a sudden, this is a big deal because they showed up, and you know, it's just there's this whole push to open up your house to people and this and that is fine. Every one of these people should tear down their fence in these leftist cities and have the illegals come live with them, and we'll see how much quicker this border wall goes up. Not just in Texas, not just in this sector, but the whole thing. And look, here's a, here's a president, Biden and his administration. Now, you know that I have been extremely, extremely critical, was extremely critical of former Arizona Governor Doug Ducey's shipping container fiasco. Not because I didn't want to seal up the border, but because it was the feds were going to come force it to be taken down. As they did. And Ducey capitulated before he left office. I would have let Katie Hobbs take care of this thing. Before he left office, Ducey, he tore down, tore down that wall, tear down that wall, Mr. Ducey. So he tore it down. And now all the shipping containers have been auctioned off and this and that, and took $80 million, I believe to put them up. It took a hundred million to take them down. $180 million fiasco. Well, we know that was a fiasco. We knew it was going to be a fiasco, but Biden and his his minions, they could have facilitated Governor Ducey at that time. They could have helped with this. Uh, hey, feds, you want to come buy some shipping containers? we got a great deal here in Arizona for you. Pretty quick to put them up and stack them up and keep people out. It, it was pretty effective, I guess. But no, no, their, their actions, they blocked that, and they forced Ducey to take that thing down. But now all of a sudden here, as we get, uh, what, uh, not even a year out, I mean, really um, a couple months from – the primaries starting for, for the president and we're really getting into the heat of election season come up. Now, all of a sudden the border is a big deal. It's just just unbelievable. These people are unbelievable. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Never, ever a dull moment, right? Never at all. That's why I like to own a little bit of physical gold and silver because you, If you think these people are going to get any smarter and lead our country in a better direction, this group won't. Eventually, America will become so sick with all this, uh, and a big change will come. I I already sense it bubbling. But anyway, until that time comes, and even after that time probably, I'll still be buying physical gold and silver. And I hope I'll still be buying it from my good friend, Justin, at Desert Gold Exchange, an Arizona-based company. Uh, They keep their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you, uh, which I really appreciate them keeping those prices low. Put them to the challenge. I think you're going to find they have some of the lowest prices in the nation. Call them up. Mention the Jeff Orbit Show. They will treat you like gold. They'll talk about all your different options. Uh, They'll also get you a free investors kit. Here's the number for Desert Gold Exchange. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. (laughs) 888-852-4343. If you get a rock chip in your windshield, you know, that's when the, the, the rock comes up from the road and it causes that indention, that chip out of the shield before it starts spreading. Don't let it spread because then you're gonna need a whole new windshield. I want you to call Diamond Auto Glass first. Don't call your insurance company. Don't make a claim because most of these places, they're they're running it through a nationwide glass shop. They're letting them answer their phones. And, of course, that's where they're going to send you. And that may cause delays and it may take a lot longer to replace your windshield. Now, when you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Right on 4th Street in Flagstaff, repairing a chip will stop it from spreading. It's going to save you from a costly windshield replacement. Done that before we got a rock chip when we were pretty far away from Flagstaff on On one of our big road trips, and by the time we got back to Flagstaff, it was pretty much, you know, spiderwebbed all across. Diamond auto glass. Got us a whole new windshield, though. And by the way, now, if I get a rock chip in my windshield, and this this will pertain to you as well, you have coverage. You have chip repair warranty going forward. No appointment needed. Just stop and buy. Most repairs take about 10 to 15 minutes. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. craziness on the roads i'm looking at this uh, twitter post vivek Remeswamy. i guess someone forced him off the road what city was this um two protesters age 22 and 26 according to this twitter post i'm not there i don't know ran their vehicle into the car as he visited saints rest coffee house in oh grinnell iowa on well today on thursday so you know that's that's it's just great. Continued chaos all around. I, you, we shot down a Turkish drone over Syria, uh, so that's all heating up over there, and it's heating up in in Congress as well. They're on recess, not recess, but they're 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 on they're on a little break here until I guess they're coming back Tuesday, next Tuesday. What's the date on that? Next week's going to be a busy week here on the show, and you know I'm talking about the Speaker of the House stuff that's going on. Uh, So next week, of course we have Columbus day on Monday and then we have um, Tuesdays the 10th. So when they, they're going to come back to DC the house, because McHenry uh, basically adjourned them, said, Hey, y'all need to go home and we all need to, you know, regroup. Basically his only authority is just uh, the, the pro tem speaker, whatever they're calling him. Temporary speaker is to facilitate the election of a new speaker or to send people home anyway. So they're going to come back on the 10th and have like a candidate type form uh, for the for the, for the the prospective speakers. Talking about the Republicans. The two names that I'm seeing right now that have thrown their hat in the ring, I don't know if anyone else has popped up, is Scalise, uh, who Matt Gates said he would support. And then uh, Jim Jordan, which I'd be surprised if Matt Gates in the group of eight, um, who voted to oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, first Speaker ever to be uh, thrown out of... Uh, that position because he's been in politics his whole life and he hasn't gotten anything done and he was weaselly and slimy and I shouldn't, I shouldn't say all that. I'm just, I'm so frustrated with these politicians. Uh, He's capitulating to the Democrats. He's making promises to everybody. You know, he just, it's just, come on, he ran 15 times. He really wanted it really bad. Look, we're going to get a new speaker. They're going to move on just because they're out for a week. It's not the end of the world. Actually, it'd be a good thing if, if, if the politicians went away for, for maybe a couple months, maybe, maybe a couple years. Just kind of let things play out for a while. All of them. We'll just go on autopilot here for a little bit. Anyway, uh, they're coming back Tuesday to do some kind of candidate form. I guess Jordan and Scalise make their case. I think either one would do far better than McCarthy, <laughs> California Republican. Anyway, and then on Wednesday, the 11th of next week, they're supposed to vote for a uh, new speaker. Now, there's, there's, yeah, there's all this talk about Trump. Somebody threw in, um, several people have thrown in Trump to be the Speaker of the House because the Speaker does not have to be a member of the House. doesn't have to be. Uh, you just need like a referee up there. Maybe that'd be a whole new, whole new gig. Like people just go around. They're like referees to these politicians. Anyway, uh, I, I don't think that's going to be serious or anything, although Trump says he is going over there uh, to talk to you know, some folks uh, at, at Congress. That's what we hear. I mean, what, do, what do we really know that's going on? So uh, that's happening next week. Anyway, I did talk to Eli Crane about the process a bit too, and asked him, you know, what's coming up next. This is an interview that you can get by going to talkwithjeff.com or or l- please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and y- you can get the whole, I think I talked to him about, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and here's me asking Eli Crane, or here's me talking with Eli Crane, asking him about uh, the process upcoming.
2: I think that, look, I know that we don't have a conservative conference. So I don't I you know i'm I'm reasonable with what my expectations are. I don't expect us to get some superstar conservative as Speaker of the House. That being said, I, I do believe we can get somebody who's a little bit more conservative, a little bit more principled than Kevin McCarthy, but more importantly, somebody who won't lie to us. okay that's that's number one. So if you get somebody who will at least shoot you straight and be honest with you, that that's that's a huge victory already. And so that's going to take place on Wednesday. We're going to, you know, hold new elections. And, and that's my, that's my goal is to get the best possible outcome, you know, for the people that I represent and to do everything that I can, you know, to change the status quo. And here's the other thing too, Jeff, even if we don't get some conservative superstar in there, um, the, the next speaker of the house is going to remember how they got there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to remember that there are individuals in this house who represented in the 118th Congress it didn't come, didn't come up here to be popular. Didn't come up here to advance their careers or get on committees or become committee chairman or come in, come into Republican leadership. There are people up there who are willing to put their neck on the line over and over and over again to change the way this town works and more importantly, change the way the country works. And so, you know, because people tell me that they, they use the same argument with me, Jeff, when I say, "Hey, I want to impeach Secretary Mayorkas," and they'll say, "Well." Eli, if you impeach him, they're going to put in somebody just as bad, maybe even worse. And I say, well, you might be right, And but we will deal with that person when they get get here. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is there has to be some accountability. The American people, Jeff, are sick and tired of nobody ever being held accountable in this town. And, you know, people failing forward and failing up and doing a horrible job and then getting a promotion. Yeah. Well, that changed yesterday. Yeah, Somebody no, got it was, held accountable.
0: No, that was, and, and, it was big.
2: Yep, and I hope and I hope we start to set a precedent. I hope we start to actually, And and I don't have, like, I, I set my expectations really, really low up here, Jeff. I don't expect to win a lot. I didn't even think we were going to win yesterday. But I'm going to continue to do what I think is the right thing, even when even when it feels like we're on an island and we're largely outnumbered. Hey, that's okay because that's what the people sent me up here to do. They sent me up here to fight. They didn't send me up here to fight only when I think I'm going to win. They sent me up here to fight for them. No, people and they're are actually pretty great. Yeah, yeah people are when sick, you, sick oh, of
0: you're... people are sick of people not standing up, Eli. And I think that's um, people are really fed up with things going on at the border with the, the funding to Ukraine, and we keep shoveling money over there. Um, I heard that there was a side deal made with McCarthy to bring up a up or down vote on Ukraine funding coming up. Is, is that thing dead now? Have you heard about this?
2: Well, I'm not surprised because I know that Kevin McCarthy and much, unfortunately, much of the Republican conference has supported funding Ukraine. You know, I, I, I haven't been one of those folks, but um, just to, once again, this is why Kevin McCarthy is no longer speaker of the house because he continued to make a bunch of deals that conflicted with other deals that he had made and other promises that he had made. And so uh, I know he's saying he didn't make a deal, Matt, you know, I think Joe Biden is saying that he did make a deal. Mm. I don't know what deal he made, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he made another backdoor deal with Democrats to do some, you know, to send more of the, more of our treasure over to a country, you know, that it shouldn't be going to, um, that's escalating, uh, another never ending war.
0: Well, one more question for you, Eli, um, is the role of somebody, one person can bring up to vacate the, uh, the speaker, will that still be in place for the new person? Or is that something to be negotiated? Or is that already in the rules?
2: So it's in the rules. It was one of the things that we fought for in the speaker fight um, back in January. And this was one of the reasons we fought so hard for it. And it had been precedent, you know, since, since the beginning of Congress, Nancy Pelosi was actually the one that changed it because she didn't want to be challenged. And so Kevin, Kevin wanted to follow suit with, Pelosi's rules so that he if he if he became speaker, he couldn't be challenged. And we fought for that so that if he didn't hold up to his principle or you know or his deals or was doing a horrible job, regardless of who the speaker was, we could hold that person accountable. And that's what happened yesterday. And now some of the more establishment, you know, members of Congress are trying to change the rules to, you know, to keep the Uniparty and to keep the swamp you know in charge and and, and back in power and I, if if they try and do it it's going to be another fight just like everything else up here but well, that, that would you know, take you
0: guys <laughs> joining in right that would take the eight of you supporting it to change it you'd need that majority or democrats would have to come over
2: or, or democrats okay. and, so, and one of my rules up here jeff is that the uniparty always does what the uniparty does but you know, uh, we're going to keep, we're, we're going to keep fighting. And that's one of the only constants up here is that every day is a fight and you just have to, you just have to be willing to duke it out.
0: All right. Uh, Congressman Eli Crane. Hey, always appreciate the updates, wishing you the best. And, um, I'm sure we'll be talking soon cause it's going to be a crazy, uh, next month, uh, to five weeks with the speaker position and with the continuing another, well, hopefully not continuing resolution, but an actual budget going forward. Uh, I thank you. We'll talk with you soon. Thanks,
2: Jeff. Appreciate you. Okay. Bye.
0: And like I said, that full interview is up at talkwithjeff.com or on your favorite podcast provider. Hang tight. Back in a minute. And as always, love your email comments. Send those in talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. That's talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. Let's see. uh, Last year, Angela and I looked around our house and we're like, whew, those blinds are looking bad. (laughs) (laughs) They were getting pretty old and dated. So we called our friends at the Blind Brothers, and they came in and laid out all our options, got us a great price on new blinds. And uh, if you need that, I know they're going to do a good job for you. Uh, The Blind Brothers, theblindbrothers.com. That's theblindbrothers.com. They'll get you a good price. They can also do the installation, which I highly recommend. Uh, Right now, you get half off installation when you mention the Jeff Orbit show, in addition to any other advertised specials. Call the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. That's 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423. Or like I said, go to the BlindBrothers.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, so I have uh, Kristen Boston here with me, and she owns Zero Res of Northern Arizona. You, you guys have probably heard me talk about zero res quite a bit and What, what I wanted to do today because i I love doing business spotlights. And talking with small business owners, because despite what you hear, I mean, we hear about big corporations and all this and that, but still the small business in America is still the backbone of our country. Um, and especially local businesses and, you know, businesses up here in Northern Arizona. But Kristen, anyway, welcome, back, welcome to the program. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You have an interesting story, Kristen, because I think you faced kind of the decision that a lot of people are Face, I mean, you're like, okay, the kids are getting older and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to figure out what am I going to do next? I guess. And, you know, it's like, okay, I can, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and just enjoy myself and, um, you know, take long walks and stuff. But you're like, no, I'm going to start a small business instead and, and, and do that. Um, is that kind of how, is that kind of the decision point you were making here just a few years back?
1: It is, and while there was a whole bunch of forces at work, including COVID, that maybe made it all happen when it did and made it a no brainer. Absolutely, it was. I could have probably taken an easier path for sure. <laughs> but to put this in to put it in perspective, um, I'm partnered with my father, who okay. is 82. Oh, wow. And he doesn't run, the, yeah 82, and he doesn't run the day-to-day, but he is very aware of everything that's happening. He is my mentor. He's very involved. And so he is a person that did not need <laughs> to start a business. Another one, he has owned a law firm uh, back in his kind of working years. But uh, no, he had a great life, a, a nice girlfriend, and uh, just leisure time and vacationing and the, the life. And he opted to do this. So I think that story is just as interesting.
0: Well, you, your dad, Kristen, sounds like my dad. It's like uh, retirement is not an option kind of thing, or I'm always going to be doing something. And I think that's, and look, if you want to retire and just hang out and do that, I think that that's fine too. But for me, and it sounds like you, Kristen's kind of in the genes. And it's just like, what's next? You know, what, what can I do next here? Because, that's my lifestyle. That's and like I said, that's in in your family's genes as well.
1: And and that's the thing. We were talking the other day. You know, we if you win the lottery type of thing. And I, I don't think I wouldn't stop doing what I'm doing. I mean, I would probably infuse the company with a little bit more working capital, yeah. but beyond that, um, I, I wouldn't change what I'm doing. And when and I'm pretty clear on that. So I guess I'm kind of on the right path, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, certainly not an easy one, but one, I'm, I'm not willing to give up the ride, you know?
0: Well, Kristen, I mean, I, my, my wife and I have been in small business owners for forever. I mean, basically our entire adult lives. We've run multiple companies. Uh, this, rate, this talk show, I, I never... I didn't actually start it to be a company, but it turned into something uh, a little more like that. And um, it, it's just, it's the mindset, I guess, going, going into all of this. But I actually, kind of weird, I never wanted to play the lottery when I was younger. This is really weird <clears throat> because I didn't want to win. Not that I would win. I mean, the odds are very low because I just, I just wanted to make it. You know, I just wanted to go out there and actually crawl through it, climb through it and experience the whole thing.
1: So that actually makes sense to me. And I was just thinking about kind of knowing we were going to talk today. And, and the one thing I can say with certainty is that while this opportunity in some ways, you know, presented itself and I was able to do it and there are, you know, I'm lucky that that happened. I would not want the success of this handed over. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to work for all of, you know, all of whatever happens with it down the road I just know if I didn't put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and as did my son, of what we're doing right now, I just know the success wouldn't be as sweet, and so I, I totally agree with what you say. You want kind of a, a, normal, a normal chance to, to make it and not just hand it. so I, I get that. Yeah,
0: and, you, and as someone myself who has been involved with family ventures as well, especially in real estate, and it's, did you say your son is working with you too? He is. And so that's really cool because you're talking a three generation, uh, company that's going on. And I'm kind of like, we have a two generation, but soon to be maybe, I don't know what my kids are going to do. You never know, but we could have a, th- a, th- a three generation company, which sometimes becomes rare because what I've seen is you get to sometimes, especially if you have a well established company, let's say you're like, you know, this, you you have a company that's millions or billions of dollars and you get to the second generation and the third generation. And, but then it becomes taken for for granted. And oftentimes you get the kids buying the Ferrari and then they take their right. eye off the ball and become spoiled, you know, and, and, and everything crumbles down usually by the third generation, but you're, you're in a different boat. I'm in a different boat.
1: That's right. And, and my son was once again, when I mentioned all of these forces, you know, working to where it, it, this, it all made it possible. But part of it was my son, he was uh, finishing up uh, college and he, I mean, I'll admit it. He went to a ritzy little school on the beach in uh, San Diego and kind of had the life, but then COVID hit and um, California knew they had to close campus down and then they reopened it and he moved back on, but they didn't really open up classes, no parties, no sports, no extracurricular, uh, you know, any, any like activities or anything beyond. And it's, he said even the cafeteria usually wasn't open when he got you know done with the Zoom class, and so he just lost interest and he just sort of kind of stopped. And he and even when school resumed, he just was over it. And it was a little bit of frustration on the side of all of us that had worked really hard to give him that opportunity, but it kind of led to him maybe. Then he had to, he was, you know, sleeping on his brother's couch, my older son's couch in San Diego. And he was taking odd jobs and he worked for a catering company. Then he worked for a surf um, shop. And at first he was, Oh, well, fine. well fine. I can, you know, wasn't taking a dime from anybody, but at some point I went out and visited him uh, right at a point where we were finding ourselves very shorthanded and needed someone who would be able to do kind of physically the things that, that he can run these, the cleaning machines and everything. And I went out for his birthday and he kind of surprised me. But in a moment of just really letting his guard down said, I, I want a life with purpose. I want to find my meaning. I need direction.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, you, I said, you want direction? I said, you want meaning? I said, meaning would be, you know, unfortunately, it's a move, move from San Diego, but moved to beautiful Cornville, uh, Arizona and uh, on granddad's property and helped me, you know, your mother and, and your granddad get this company off the ground." And I said that this could be something for your kids and generations to come. So you want meaning? You know, this is it. We need you. And two weeks later, he he was here, and now he's on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, I couldn't do it without him. And he works hard. And this is a, a, a kind of business that's all hours in a lot of ways. Um, and he's young, so he's able to to do that a little better. And um, but he learned. We went down to Phoenix, and he learned. Everything as far as uh, the cleaning process and running the vans and the custom cleaning uh, equipment on the vans and all of that and came back and really, uh, it's, you know, teaching himself to be an expert um, on the operational side. Yeah. And it's been a huge help. So. Yeah. So
0: yeah, and they and they need that. And we're talking with Kristen Boston, uh, who's the owner of Zero Res of, of Northern Arizona, and they need that hands-on experience. And I think that's the difference between sometimes you know you're just handed something, or you're in the business and it's a family-run company. So everybody's uh, everybody counts. You know, if if he's not there, if uh, in my family, if uh, you know one of my family's members isn't there, it's like it makes a huge impact. And it's teaching the kids kind of from the ground up. And it's interesting because I see a a kind of a mentality shift in this country right now, Kristen, where hands-on jobs I think are going to be much more valuable going down the road unless the robots come in and they start doing everything. But I don't don't think so. I don't think you're going to be able to outsource or, you know, AI or robot, um, you know, automate uh, certain things. Um, But they're getting that hands-on experience. I'm seeing, though, a lot of people – college is pretty controversial right now to the degree that a lot of people have really loaded up on the debt and then they get out and they're like oh man what now so getting in on something especially that's kind of uh you know hands on like you're talking about and so many other trades out there i think is is critical nowadays and i think it's important uh, for us as, as a country, but us as parents and everything and, and mentors out there. And you got your dad who's a mentor to you. Um, I think right. it's important for those people to step in and say there, there is another path.
1: I I agree. And I, I love the fact that he, you know, like I said, not a, it literally is hands on and it, he goes out and he will, he's out there doing the cleanings and, we you know clean carpet and tile and, and all the things that we clean and he's the first one ready to go if if need be if um, our other technicians aren't available or a job comes up last minute he'll run out the door and yeah. go take care of it so that there is something it's so very tangible and I think that's actually helping his mindset a little bit he can really see. How he's contributing?
0: You know, you know what else I'm noticing too. More and more. I mean, my wife Angela's been there. We've been building companies for a long, long time. Um, more women in the roles as business owners um, in our country. I think, especially the last twenty years, has uh, changed dramatically.
1: And that's a big part of what I have that you know I run into and and how it does that affect things and is it a good thing is it a bad thing Um, and I've had to dig deep sometimes with myself and for the most part people have been pretty respectful and I appreciate that but of my capability and and not questioning that a female can handle this position but in this case when we're talking about something physical like the carpet cleaning, and there's a lot of um, mechanics that go, the, the equipment's pretty sophisticated. Uh, the water we use is, you b- basically have to be a chemist to create it. And all of those things were not necessarily what I went for school, you know, for, or my forte, which was marketing, which was more the business side. And that's what I got down. But where I think I can contribute is understanding how to position us within the market and make those relationships with the people I need to, to get the word out. But also maybe what, and I think your wife might agree with me, but bringing, uh, I guess, the sensitivity that women sometimes can to uh, a mentorship leadership role with the employees and oh, that's a good point. really yeah. Um, yeah. The, the empathy and the, and the being able to uh, um, I don't know, just, just, relate on a different a different, different perspective level, I yeah think.
0: yeah different, different perspective, perspective. Right? Kristen, i uh, you know when i um i've had a, a lot of mentors i think like anybody who's been successful um of course my dad um has been a huge mentor for me um my stepdad was a, a mentor in in the plumbing trade i did that for like a year or two and his attitude was basically like you know he almost hit you over the head with the, the wrench if you make a mistake <laughs> or um you know sit on that bucket in this like bread type truck like you know like the old uh, hostess trucks, those white uh, panel trucks, I guess they're called.
2: Absolutely, And it's like,
0: sit on this five gallon bucket. I'm like, wow, this is, doesn't sound safe, but yeah, there, there was no (laughs) sensitivity on that side. And in a way, I guess, I don't know, it made me uh, kind of who I am, but I don't know, maybe that's not the best route. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) No, I mean, there's sometimes there's something to be said for tough love, but, um, (laughs) but I do have, you know, I, I sometimes have to ask, you know, our team to go into the trenches and, and fight some tough battles and they, you know, I'm able to, I guess, express to them kind of why it matters and how their particular role matters. And that's one thing I'm just trying to develop within myself, but that I have found helpful is uh, really make sure everybody really knows. I mean, we're a small team in a small company and every, everything everyone does makes a difference. It yeah. matters.
0: Yeah. Absolutely,
1: um, and that,
0: yeah. All right, Kristen. Um, you guys do a great job out there. I've Gotten a lot of good response from people, and I, I know you got a great process. That I mean, you're doing the carpet cleaning, you're doing the uh, the tile floor cleaning, um, the the fabrics and all that. I tell people this all the time, the house cleaning. So you're you're hitting all of that. Um, I could give you a second here just to, to plug yourself, plug the company. I know you got some specials going on this month as well. Maybe how people get in touch with you, and you know, just uh, all that all that information.
1: Sure, thanks. Yeah, so Zero Res have a company, and we are we're a franchise of a, a company that has you know seventy locations. Um, but we felt a lot of responsibility bringing it to Northern Arizona since the Phoenix franchise is so well-developed and does so well. So we needed to maintain that same level of, of service and expertise. Um, but but we consider ourselves a company of innovation and even the founders uh, who developed the process way back in 1993 when they were these were some businessmen in uh, Texas who were property managers and realizing that every time they went to clean a property, it almost looked dirtier faster and they just couldn't keep it clean and they did some research and they found that the old traditional methods were leaving about 30 percent of soapy residue in the carpet and that's what attracts the dirt back and makes it look grungy sooner than you think it should and kind of gives it that crunchiness and wasn't drying very fast so they developed and without getting into much of the science kind of looked toward how do how do you clean things like that for Coca-Cola or for, but uh, for you know, different beers or alcohols or what, how do you clean without using soap or mm. leaving residue? Yeah. And they were able to kind of utilize that thought process and develop what we call ZR water, but it's high alkaline um, water that the pH balance is raised to such a point that it acts like a soap. But it it isn't, and um, it self-neutralizes, so it doesn't do the damage like soap does, non-toxic. Um, so the, the water is a big part of the magic, for sure. And But on top of that, we believe that our equipment is all really, a lot of it's very it's patented and custom and thought out. And so, the, but, you know, it comes down to, at the end of the day, kind of customer experience, or the customer experience that we provide Everything from the first phone call to when the technician leaves to the point where if on the rare occasion, you know, there was just something that maybe we could have touched up or do a little differently, you know, we'll run back out and do it. So we do put our guarantee on it. So there's really no, no, uh, Nothing to lose in giving us a shot because we have saved a lot of carpet. Um, we've prevented people from having to go out and make that major investment of new flooring. Oh, and so it's definitely gotten so here.
0: expensive. As someone who's in the rental business, it's like, oh, man. Uh, if you can keep if you can keep the flooring going and all that. all right Kristen zerorez northern arizona dot com zero res 378 dot com or nine two eight three seven eight 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 nine two eight three seven eight 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 Kristen hey I appreciate it and best wishes to you and I love the three generation uh, family company that's that's really awesome. keep keep up the good work.
1: Great. I thank you so much and appreciate it and thank you for everything you're doing for us.
0: You're thinking about selling your home. You know you've heard Kelly us right here on the program many times. I'm sure you're thinking she really knows her stuff. She's really dedicated to this. Uh, And I can tell you personally, she really is. I can tell you I know a lot of people that have sold homes through Kelly us, and they've gotten the absolute top dollar. She puts money back into these things. She puts time into these things. She makes sure that uh, she has the best team around her. She makes sure that to walk you through the entire process, uh, look, if you want to work with the best, you want to get top dollar for your home, call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by EXP. I know she's going to be able to help you out. Here's her number, 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602 or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Great, great weekend coming up here, even right now. Actually, it's um, it's still Ladies' Day going on out at Timberline Firearms and Training where you get uh, a gun rental, includes a gun, lane time. I think it's 11 bucks now. You just got to buy range ammunition. All you ladies out there, head on out to Timberline Firearms and Training. Great indoor shooting range. Uh, they've also got the instruction and the classes for all levels, wherever you're at when it comes to your firearm skills. Um, you should call them up right now. Book a course uh, t- take their monthly. Once a month, they do the stop the bleed course too. Nine two eight five two six seventy nine hundred. Nine two eight five two six seventy nine hundred. Or head on out there. Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall, you'll find Timberline Firearms and Training. And I'll see you out there. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Horvath Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there and on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This
1: is The Jeff Horvath Show.
0: Okay, that's it for today. Uh, don't forget, I got that full interview with Congressman Eli Crane up at talkwithjeff.com. In fact, Everything is up there. Uh, everything's on your favorite podcast provider. Just subscribe. I appreciate everyone doing that. Tomorrow, uh, end of the week, kind of our weekly roundup here on the program. Mark Howitt joins me to talk health care. Uh, oh, this uh, judge that struck down this gender affirming. You're going to pay for that. Taxpayers in Arizona, by the way. We'll talk about it tomorrow. See you soon.